Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Everything we've done since training camp is we want to earn the right to be a playoff team. Richard Lovesame, Mike Smith, a game saver, and he got run over by Zach Cassian. He like one of those top teams, and we're working our way to that level. Connor McDavid danced around Morgan Ryan. Denied by Smith, who saves the game again. Josh Archibald wins the game. My message today is we're trying to win. One-timer score! Leon Dreisaitl, right circle! No risk, no gain. And now we're going to have a goalie for action! This is NHL overtime! This is Ryan Eugene Hopkins. This is Oscar Platt. This is Leon Dreisaitl. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This is Oil Country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot Z-A. Now, Bob Stoffer. On the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, 6.30 Shed. everybody that's for you hudson this is oilers now it is brought to you by our title sponsor digitex buy or lease your next office network printer from the digitex.ca e-commerce store alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy uh, office IT and supplies someone just sent me a uh, legendary exchange between um, oakland raiders uh then owner L. Davis communicating with Darth Vader and asking who the blank was Darth Vader. We all know who Darth Vader is, especially uh, those of us who are parents to children who are obsessed with Star Wars and could care less about hockey. But uh, that is uh, that is indeed part of life. So I hope you're having a, a solid Monday, as good as can be, all things considered, uh, with the uh, weather. The fourth, uh, or the force, uh, was a guy named Curtis Joseph. I remember this day well back in 1998. The Edmonton Oilers completed a pretty significant upset. Colorado had underperformed in the regular season, but had Joe Sackick and had Peter Forsberg, had Hall of Fame netminder Patrick Waugh, and Cujo went in there and played like a wall in the final three games of the series. He had a 9.30 save percentage. The Oilers were down 3-1 to Colorado, including Joe Sackick scoring uh, one of his record-setting uh, GWGs in OT. And... Uh, Edmonton down 3-1, and then Curtis Joseph stopped 92 out of 93 shots in the 98 playoffs opening round series uh, and got back-to-back shutouts. He won Game 5 in Denver, back at Edmonton 2-0 in Game 6, a game that I recall uh, got a little bit nasty at the end of it. Mark Crawford had a couple of his meatheads out on the ice. Ronnie Lowe wasn't too happy. Uh, Colorado was pretty sure of themselves, and that was the nature of their organization back then. Uh, and it, the physical embodiment was Patrick Waugh, who is unequivocally a great goaltender, 
but Curtis Joseph outplayed him in Game 7 of that series. Shots were 31-17 for the Avs. The Oilers won going away. It was 4 nothing, a minute and a half into the uh, third period. Brendan, were you even born you know, on this date uh, 22 years ago? Yeah, you were, you were, what, three years old at the time? Yeah, I was turning four later that fall, you betcha. Hi, this is Mike Smith from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Uh, we apologize for the technical difficulties. Those sort of things happen, absolutely. Uh, when you're uh, doing the show from the home office, we'll try to get things set up. We're going to go old school here over the phone line right now. A reminder, this is Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer with you. Coming up in about two minutes' time, a guy, a former Oiler who's experiencing the challenges of COVID-19 in the province of Quebec, and that is George LaRock. He is currently in the hospital. At 12.35 today, Sportsnet color analyst Drew Remenda, who's got some, uh, you know, strong opinions on a lot of different matters that we'll get to. We're going to open up the phone lines at 105 today and take on some calls and get to some text. And John Shannon, our NHL insider today at 135. You can reach us on our River Cree Resort Casino hotline at 780-496-0063. Like most businesses, the River Cree remains closed by the pandemic, but they'll be back up with over 1,350 slot machines and 40 table games when the province opens up again. You can text us at 780-496-0063. The Ashley Fine Floors text line, Ashley Fine Floors, ready for your pregame warm-up. We were talking about the success of the Oilers in 98. It was a massive upset against Colorado. Again, Curtis Joseph, Plato, brilliant in that series. I would assert to you that was, even though there was a wider points differentiation between Edmonton and Dallas, I actually think the Colorado victory was more impressive coming back from 3-1. I do want to mention special shout-out to the folks at the keg. I dropped off one of their celebration kits. I know the keg shortly will be opening up uh, for uh, pickup, and they they do a terrific job and uh, very appreciative of that. I know a lot of you uh, are looking forward to watching Michael Jordan's last dance tonight. I've personally been watching Match Day inside FC Barcelona. Anytime you have John Malkovic uh, being the narrator, it's probably a pretty cool thing. So uh, I'm about five episodes into it, and it's about to get bad for Barcelona because it covers their 2018-19 season. We're talking one of the two biggest club sides of any sport in the world. I know I tweeted out some numbers today as well, and just to put things uh in perspective, this ongoing battle, and a lot of you have opinions as to what the league should do, and I'm going to get to that when we go into some calls here a little bit later on. Brendan, just let me know uh, after we go into NHL today when you've got George lined up, but I want to get, uh, we had Bill Daly on, and uh, as we know, a significant player in the National Hockey League, basically, quote-unquote, the number two. We're going into the Oilers now, Audio Vault for Direct Work, where we're safety meet savings. In Edmonton, Fort McMurray, and online at directworkwork.com. And Bill Daly, talking about Edmonton meeting a lot of the host city requirements if we are indeed able to get back up and play. So, I mean, obviously there's a number of, of things that would be relevant to uh, to a centralized venue, um, you know, and, and I think you, you're right in, in, in putting at the top of the list what the COVID-19 situation is in that community. Um, uh, both with respect to the incidents and, and uh, whether it's a healthy community or not, uh, but also with respect to the testing situation because, um, you know, frequent testing of, of kind of the participants in any playdown scenario is going to be an important part 
uh, of what we're doing, and, and um, we're, we're going to need to have uh, access to testing, and, and we're going to make it a point um, that we're not accessing testing you, even on a, in a private way, uh, if testing um, availability is an issue in the community. So um, we will not test asymptomatic players ahead of, of, of symptomatic people uh, who are unable to get tested. Uh, it's just something we will not do. Um, so those two issues in, in terms of picking a, a venue or a location are going to be important to us. Obviously, uh, you get down to the, the more basic needs of, of, you know, if you're bringing multiple teams to the market, how many sheets of ice uh, is in the community or in close proximity, what's the hotel situation, uh, what, what is the venue uh, situation itself in terms of um, is it a state-of-the-art NHL venue, does it have uh, up-to-date uh, technology, safety standards, and the like. So those are all uh, elements that will have to be looked at um, uh, if and when we get to a point um, where we have to select locations. That's Bill Daly doing our show the other day. It, it just to kind of reinforce things a little bit, on testing, which is important, the province of Alberta has conducted 161,000 tests so far. BC, with uh, 700,000 more people, uh, to date has done 73,000 fewer tests. So Alberta is testing currently at a rate of 37,000 tests per million. BC's at 17.4 thousand tests per million. Edmonton has dropped to below 9% of positive COVID tests. Uh, in the province of Alberta, there's currently just 83 active cases in the city. And I added up the last week. So from April 27th to May the 3rd, there were 6,252 COVID tests administered in the Edmonton region. 25 positive. That is 0.4% of all tests. So, uh, look, whether it's a byproduct of Edmonton being lucky, you know, population density, not having a lot of international flights originally, Alberta being a younger province. I mean, just to put things in perspective on, on, on the province itself, of the 95 people that have passed away from COVID over the last seven-plus weeks, the average age of death is 82. The last time I was able to find la- average life expectancy by province was in 2017, and the average life expectancy in Alberta was 80. Again, Alberta's got a younger uh, population. So, you know, whatever. Just those numbers are those numbers. Draw your own conclusions from there. One of the big questions for Bill Daly was uh, on what happens with the players. And, you know, because there's been players suggest, well, I don't want to be away from my family at a third-party host for a month or two months, et cetera. And Daly had these comments on keeping the players away from their families. I think the family scenario is a fair one. I'm not sure the, the, the fix that you just outlined is a feasible fix, uh, but there will be other fixes. Um, you know, what, what we have uh, made clear with players is we understand the issue. Uh, we don't expect them to be isolated and away from their families for, for a four-month period of time or a three-month period of time or even a two-month period of time. So uh, we understand the importance of, of kind of family interaction, and uh, we'll find a way to accommodate that. All right, that is Bill Daly. Here's what we're going to do. Uh, it's 1220 in Edmonton. We're going to take a one-minute timeout. When we come back, we'll have George LaRock on Oilers Now. Hi, I'm Colin Bruce from Dominion Lending Center's Mortgage Mentors. If you're looking to buy a home later this year, then now is the time to get pre-approved. With a pre-approval, we can get your rates held for four months. 
And in that time, if rates drop, you get the lower rate. But if rates go up, you keep that low locked-in rate. We also do a full application up front, which means you can shop with confidence knowing your buying power. Give me and my team a call, the Colin Bruce Mortgage Team, at 436-2511 or online at colinbruce.ca to and Colin. Digitex Office Poetry with Brian Hall. Oh, upgrade, my upgrade. Our printer's tenure's done. The paper's gone from every rack, but documents, there's none. The end is near, the beeps I hear. It's lifespan, I am doubting. But do not fret for on its heel, an upgrade for accounting. Oh, Halsey, our Halsey. Let Digitex crew keep track of when office machines need to ship off in favor of new efficient machines. Yeah, Digitex does that. Digitex.ca. This is Leon Dreisaitl from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chat. 1222 at Edmonton, and we're going to go to today's top story brought to you by Gray Rock Exteriors. Mother Nature wreaks havoc on your home. Book your free, no obligation inspection today. Visit grayrockexteriors.ca. Well, while Edmonton's been lucky on the COVID front, I think that's fair to say, especially in relation to the rest of the province and especially in relation to Quebec. Not everybody can say that. And former winner George LaRock remains an immensely popular uh, former Edmonton Oiler hockey player. He has COVID-19. He released that via Instagram on Thursday. And George has been kind enough to join us from Montreal. George, it's Bob. How you doing, big man? Very good, Bob. How's everything? Good. Are you actually in the hospital right now? Yes, I'm in the hospital right now, and I'm actually getting discharged today. You're so, getting uh, discharged? Awesome. Yeah, I'm getting discharged today for two weeks from climate at home. Uh, now, in the last two days, I didn't have any headache. And uh, and yes, since yesterday, I didn't need my oxygen anymore to breathe. So that's really good news. And now I could uh, I could uh, rest at home, obviously, and be in confinement, obviously, for two weeks. But, uh, man, compared to the first few days that I was here, man, this is night and day for me. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's an awesome feeling. George, did you have any pre-existing conditions that might have made you more susceptible to COVID-19 to begin with? Uh, yeah, I, I've, uh, I'm, an, I'm asthmatic. All my career, I've, I was asthmatic, so I had to deal with asthma. And what happened is uh, on Thursday when I went to the hospital to get tested, uh, I, had a re- I, I started having a really hard time to breathe. And when they did x-rays, they saw that they, it, it, uh, it developed a pneumonia, the virus did. And uh, they, uh, that's why they plugged me on oxygen. So... Uh, starting on Thursday, I was getting three liters of oxygen through my nose every day, nonstop. Whether I got up, going to the washroom, everywhere that I go, I needed that to breathe properly because uh, my uh, my lungs were really burning and hurting and stuff. And uh, with time and everything, it got better and better until I didn't need it anymore. But it's really, uh, and, and that's why to me it was scary because of the breathing. But I knew with my health and my age, I was gonna, I, I was gonna be able to fight through it because I was strong and healthy. But in the, in the, the hospital that I'm in right now on the floor, um, Everybody's infected on this floor. In my room, there's three of us, two other, two elderly people that are here. Um, they're struggling big time because they're older. Some people yeah. in this hospital are going to die. It, it's, it's a tough situation. I, I see them. I see people suffering, and, and I feel for them, and I pray for them that they recover from it. But, but it, it's quite the situation here because I wasn't in, into another, another hospital, and uh, they transferred me here because the hospital is so jammed up here that... What they do, they try to jam up an hospital and then jam another one, another one. So they don't want everybody scattered all over the place. 
and uh, and I hope that uh, they find ways to control the situation. But I think there's not enough testing here because the first time I went to the hospital, they didn't even want to test me for it, even though I had the symptoms for it because they said they didn't wow. have enough tests. And the second time that I went back, that things went worse, I forced them to test me. And when they did, they found out that I had it. So that's a sad situation. Well, George, I know we spoke a couple days ago, and I passed those Alberta numbers. Like, we're really lucky here at Edmonton. Uh, and Calgary and southern Alberta have got hit pretty hard. Uh, but the death rate in Alberta is relatively minuscule compared to Quebec. Population density plays a factor in it. Uh, the Alberta is a younger province, so we've been a little bit lucky there. Um did you, I mean, were you doing something where, you know, you put yourself uh, in a scenario where maybe you might have been more susceptible? I mean, you mentioned you're asthmatic. Well, yeah, we well, actually, something? what I was doing is I was doing a delivery for elderly people and I was like, getting groceries for them. And that's how I got it. Uh, when I wanted to go and get groceries for people that were elderly that couldn't get out of their home. And actually, on a Monday, because I got sick on a Sunday, on a Monday, I was supposed to go in those CSHLD, those big places where the elderly are suffering from COVID. I was, yep. I was volunteering to work in there to help them out. And I got sick the day before I couldn't go. And they said, what's wrong? How come you can't go? I said, I got a fever. I don't know what's wrong. And then, ironically, like a couple of days later, I got diagnosed with COVID, which I was going in there to help them accept it with it. So it's insane. And, uh, you know, it's uh, it, it's been crazy, but I'm glad that in Edmonton things are safe, obviously, because my, my twins are there. And right. I was supposed to be in Edmonton for Hockey Hub, the homeless, and a couple of things that I had to do in Edmonton, and I can't fly, obviously, I can't go there. But I'm glad that the way that the, the, the mayor, the city, the way they, they, they took care of everything there, there's no dent, like, there's not as much danger there. I feel bad for everywhere, but the fact yeah. that, you know, Edmonton for me is like home. Uh, I love Edmonton, and, and not just that. Uh, I have to say, help, uh, Bob, I have to say thank you for the Oilers family. The Oilers family is the best family in the world. It's unbelievable. Who reached out? Sick, Who reached out? When I got sick, the first people that reached out, actually, Milan Lucic reached out too, uh, by the way, even though it was in Calgary. But when Gretzky reached out and with Janet, send her best wishes, Kevin Moe, Mac T, Paul Coffey, Craig Simpson, uh, Jolly Huddy, Kevin Lowe, Low Tide, Sparky, uh, everybody, every, all the players. And you know what's crazy about that is when they were wishing me well, I was in the hospital bed and on Sportsnet, I was watching the classic Stanley Cup final and it was, it was, uh, the Oilers against Philadelphia. Yeah. Yeah. The Oilers against, uh, um, and Philly, and I saw like uh, Kevin Lowe, like he uh, scored a short hander and a pass on Wayne, and 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 Ekstall was not hacking guys. I was watching that, and I see Mackey flying around with no bucket. I watched that game, and it was special to see those guys playing, getting their text of wishing well, and I watched them play on the hospital TV. Ironic is that, but it's just you know when you say once in all, there's always an order. Um, the hockey fraternity family is just awesome. I got news after from Crosby, from Iginla, from from all the guys that I played with, Gator, uh, you know, all the guys that uh, Mike Greer, Joe McGinla, everybody, and it's just awesome. Like you feel the support from everybody that you get when something like that happened. Even Pat Dolan, he sent a message to all the alumni for me, uh, you know, on my behalf. So it's such, it's just a, a teamwork thing, a boundary that that is so special. And that's why I've always said it, 
and I don't care wherever I played that there was never a place like Edmonton uh, when I played there and that's why I'm always going to be so close to the community I, I just love it there George we have to go to the news we appreciate you taking time we're going to call you in a couple of weeks okay see how you're doing no problem better thanks a lot that is George LaRock from the hospital as we speak. It is 1229 in Edmonton and George is our top story today for Grey Rock Exteriors. You hear it. He's being released from the hospital. Mother Nature wreaks havoc on your home. Book your free no obligation inspection today. Visit greyrockexteriors.ca So you're sitting there bummed out in the hospital. You've contracted COVID-19 and they got the games from 87 on and guys that are playing in that game are texting you. That's got to be a pretty cool experience to wish you the best of luck. Uh, we will hook up with Drew Remenda coming up at 1235 after a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.